Unfiltered. Broadcasting live from West Wichita in the KQAM studios. It's time for your weekend kickstart with Wichita's number one conservative talk radio host. This is Kansas Talk with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. What's up? Welcome into it. It is a Saturday morning again. Hey, finally, finally, is it? There's there's not three numbers on the temperature gauge right now. That's a good sign. That's a way to start off a weekend. Holy cow. I am sick and tired. Can I repeat? This is the guy who likes the negative 20 degree weather to walk outside in t-shirt and shorts to go and meditate. This is the guy who cannot stand the hot weather. I am enjoying the not triple digits, at least this morning, and it's not supposed to be that throughout today or tomorrow. I think tomorrow's going to be in the 80s. I'm totally okay with that one, and let's see if we can continue that momentum. Welcome into it. It's Kansas Talk right here on Wichita's Big Talker, 1480 on the AM dial, 99.7 HD4, if you have that smart radio on the FM side. Also, our friends out in Garden City, Kansas, 1240 KIUL as well. Good morning. Welcome to it for another great weekend. Moving through the last weekend of August, high school football starts next week. College football starts next week. NFL starts in two weeks. I think fall time's almost here, which is really hard to believe. we got a lot to talk about today. Uh, next hour, hour number two, we have Davis Liquor Outlet. They'll be joining us to talk about some of the fall drinks to get for your uh, football shenanigans, malarkey, and uh, what you can get uh, some of the fun uh, fall drinks that may be coming into the area uh, this year. So we'll talk about that. We'll have some fun. Also, uh, we'll talk about in hour number two, COVID-19 cases on the rise again. Are you prepared for another potential round of lockdowns, mask mandates, and more? Public schools in Kentucky, just weeks into the first uh, part of the semester, already shutting down because of COVID cases. We have universities in California, although that is California, so take it for granted. Uh, California putting in mask mandates again. The city of Los Angeles putting mask mandates and social distancing laws again. The Lionsgate Hollywood Filming Company also putting in mask mandates and daily COVID-19 testing. That's weird, man. So we'll get to all that and more coming up on the program. 316-721-8255. 316-721-TALK. If you want to jump on the Maximum Outdoor Equipment Hotlines, I don't want to waste any time, though, because we have some guests in studio. And to kick off the day for a Candace Talk morning, my state representative from District Number 74, it's the man himself, Stephen Owens, hanging out in studio with us. What's going on, my friend? Hey, it's a great day, man. I'm with you. I'm so glad the temperatures are down a little bit. But I am so excited for this weekend. I'm so excited for what I'm about to share with your listeners. This is a big weekend. So, all right, we need to, let's play our breaking news here. So, this has been in the works for a little bit. And the official announcement, the official letting the public know. Now, again, you're my state representative, so I've been talking to you about different ideas of what everybody's doing and what's going on leading up to this legislative session for this year and then for the election next year. But this is the big weekend for the great announcement from Stephen Owens. My friend, the floor is yours. Talk about what's going on here. Andy, I appreciate that. You know, in in 2018, when I ran uh, for the state legislature, um, at not being really well-versed in politics, not knowing what I was doing, just being an average citizen who truly wanted to make a difference. Yeah. I took on an incumbent that had been in office for 12 years, um, somebody that I felt was out of touch with their district that certainly wasn't conservative in their voting record. And as I talked to people across that district, they agreed with me, and they supported me to the tune of better than a 10% win in that primary. Well, Andy, the time is now 
and I'm announcing my run for the 31st Senate District. Ooh, running for the Senate, shifting gears a little bit yep. now. For those that don't know, this is Carolyn McGinn's. That seat. is correct. And she's um, been there for a while. Carolyn McGinn uh, is really close to that 20-year mark. And very similar. Uh, I think she's she's been a great servant in many ways to our community. She's done some wonderful things. But I think a time has come where she's not in touch with our district the way that she once was. Her values certainly aren't in line with our district. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. And so it is now time people need to have somebody that exposes that voting record and provides a conservative option for the 31st Senate District. The Senate has been really close, and we saw a prime example of that last year when we had a couple of the major veto overrides we needed to happen last year. And it wasn't McGinn on this issue, but it was a couple other ones where the narrow the, the margin is so narrow on the Senate side that we weren't able to override the vetoes that we needed to do so from that Senate side. Uh, in my opinion, this is going to be a major step in being able to help push that over the edge, make the Senate just a little bit more conservative and actually get the things done we need to get done. You're absolutely right, Andy. And talking about one of those votes specifically, and a lot of people don't know this, but I assure you they're going to. There is one single person that could have provided tax relief for all of Kansas. Yes, We're talking income tax relief, sales tax relief, property tax relief. Everything was bundled in there. We needed 27 votes in the Senate to override the governor's veto. We got 26, and Senator McGinn was a no. She voted to sustain the governor's veto, so nobody in the state of Kansas got tax relief. That is unacceptable when we are sitting on a 2 to $3 billion budget surplus at a time of 10% inflation, at a time where gas prices are out of this world. Who in their right mind can sit back and say, you don't deserve a tax cut when we're sitting on your dollar bills? Amen to that. That is exactly why we need a bit of a transit. How long has she been in office? Uh, it'll be close to 20 years. I believe she was originally elected wow. in 2005. Wow. Yeah. Uh, talk about just briefly for those that may not know. I mean, obviously, there's less people in the Senate than there is the House of Representatives. But talk about some of the differences on a transition for you if you went from the House to the Senate, what would that look like? How different would that be? Well, it would certainly be different. And to be honest, I really love serving in the House. Uh, I'm the chairman of the Corrections Juvenile Justice Committee. Uh, I'm also chairman of the Kansas Truth Caucus. Uh, I'll be, uh, I'm on the Judiciary and Appropriations Committee. I have thoroughly enjoyed the work that I've been able to do and the things I've been able to do for our state and our community. But, you know, this idea of transitioning into the Senate is not one that I took lightly. You know, it would be really easy just to run for reelection and to just stay where I am and to be comfortable. But you know what? My entire life, my entire career was built on taking some risks and doing what's right, even when it's hard. This is one of those situations to where if I just wanted to stay an elected official forever, I would just keep running for my same seat over and over and over keep again. Keep doing your own thing. But the reality is when you know someone is not voting the values of your district and they're not voting your values, then I think you have an obligation to do something about it. This is me being willing to put myself out there to do something about it and ensure that the 31st district 
falls back into conservative hands. Yeah. Well, I will say that, and we were talking about this off the air a little bit, it's hard to believe you've already been up there for, you know, going into ending your third term in the House of Representatives, which is wild. Uh, And I can say I usually don't make an endorsement going into primary seasons, but uh, you have been my representative. We've been friends for a long time, and uh, you got the full support here on the program. And we broke the news right here on the show before any other news outlet was able to get this information. Absolutely, Andy. And, And I appreciate that immensely. Your support, the support of the communities. You know, as I've been around talking with people, so many people believe that it is time for a change in that Senate district. People uh, have been in a place where, you know, they see the decisions that are being made and they're very frustrated that the values of the dif- the district that we'll talk about here in a little bit yeah. uh, are not being upheld on the Senate side. Uh, three years ago, uh, when that seat was up for, for, uh, for election, nobody ran against Senator McGinn. She got a free pass. As a result of that, nobody knows how she's voting. You've got to have somebody that's willing to step up willing to get into that race to ensure that there is equal representation so that people understand exactly who is voting how. I have a solid track record of being a conservative representative in the state of Kansas. I have a track record of being very involved and engaged in my community. I respond to emails. I talk on the phone. I I was up at 7.30 this morning having coffee with a constituent talking about solar panels and utility bills, okay? These are the things that our communities have come to expect from me as a representative, and they can expect that same exact thing going forward as your next senator. Yeah, amen to that. There's a lot of and there's a lot of issues, like you said, that need to be addressed that this would be able to help out. One of those, I think, would go back to, can we actually pass the tax bill that we tried to pass this last session? Even with a Democrat governor, like you said, we were so close in actually overting that veto, getting some tax relief to people. And while she's all about this one-time stimulus payment check thing, which is kind of strange, we could actually get some real tax relief in a time when we're sitting on ridiculous inflation from the Biden administration. And ridiculous amounts of taxpayer money <laughs> sitting in the state coffers, mind yeah. you. Um, there is no reason that that much money should be sitting there. Look, one-time tax payment, sure, we would all love to have a couple hundred bucks in our pocket, right? We we all have bills to pay. Uh, utility bills are high. Grocery store bills are high, right? But that's one-time things. Yeah. The best thing that we can do is pass long-term sustainable tax relief that spreads that out over years, but then also encourages people to come be part of our community. I've often said the best way to reduce the tax burden on Kansas citizens is to have more Kansas citizens. We've got to make our state more attractive through lower taxes. Right now, you know, people that retire, one of the first things they do is leave the state because of how high our tax burden is on Social Security, which we could have addressed this year, Um, you know, and differing things like that. Our sales tax is high, our income tax is higher property tax. I hear about it all the time. These are these are the conversations we have to have and have long-term sustainable solutions. There's a reason people migrate to Texas, to Florida, to these other zero state income tax states. Yeah, well, and we're one of the higher tax areas for the Mid-America region. We look at Nebraska, we look at Oklahoma. Both of those have, as far as I'm aware, pretty low tax rates compared to what we have here in Kansas. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. And and so that makes us kind of on an island, right? So who wants to come to Kansas just to pay more taxes? Right. Look at Kansas City, Kansas versus Kansas City, Missouri. Kansas City, Missouri is continuing to grow. Kansas City, Kansas is a bit stagnant, right? There are things that we can do to make our state better, to make our state more attractive for people to want to be here. 
that includes making sure that our kids stay here after college. Like that's our number one export. We export so much talent every year after graduation out of state because yeah. our kids don't see the opportunity that is here, but we need to help them see that. And we need to help them understand that we can control the size of our government, our taxes, and make this a place where they can build their family. Amen to that. We're talking with Stephen Owens, uh, state representative for District Number 74, now official candidate for the state Senate, District Number 31. That is correct. That is, yeah, 31. Let's talk about the race itself. We saw the announcement from Governor Kelly a couple weeks ago about her new middle-of-the-road pack, trying to help moderate Republican candidates, which this has been their tactic for a long time. They realize that we're still predominantly a red state, and it's easier for Democrats to get elected as a moderate "Quote unquote air quote for uh, for radio listeners here the moderate Republican as opposed to having a D in front of their name. Now I don't remember the last time there was an actual legitimate Democrat candidate that was on the ballot for this district thirty one in the Senate. So uh, do you think that she's going to sink some money into someone like Carolyn McGinn who held up her policies in the last session or two as opposed to trying to focus on which she's going to focus on." Kansas City area, maybe the Wichita area a little bit, but this may be one where she realizes she's losing an ally if this happens. I think you're absolutely right, and I think that uh, if the senator does choose to run again, which is still a decision that she will have to make between now and June 1st of next year, uh, I do think that Kelly would be very supportive of her. I do think that that pack was created for races just like these because she realizes when she has people in her pocket like that that will sustain her vetoes yep. then she still maintains control we know that the republican party has gotten more conservative we're fighting harder than ever for our conservative values for traditional family values for slowing down and limiting the growth of government for individual liberty and when you look at this senator and the votes that she's made over the past years you will clearly see that her votes are not in line with the values of the Republican Party. Yeah. It's been a transit. Did she start off as a conservative or has she always been this way? Do you know? Uh, I've, I seems like to me that she kind of started off that way. And interestingly enough, Andy, a lot of people still think that she's a conservative. Interesting. But, but they think that because they don't know the voting record. Yeah. I've said all along that, that as a human, as a person, Senator McGinn is a fantastic woman, a great farmer. She has a great family. She's a great community servant. I will simply challenge her on the votes. Yeah. and her ability to engage and lead in her communities. That's where I will challenge her at. And her votes are very clear. You can look, for example, um, at Kansas Policy Institute and their Conservative Value Institute, or their yeah. Conservative Value Index that they released just a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. I'm at a 92% conservative. <laughs> if I remember correctly, she's at a 68% conservative. She's got but a ways to go. That message does not get out there unless somebody is willing to step up and put out the effort. And so as I come forward... As I'm knocking on your doors this next spring and this next summer, I will be sharing the message that will provide a stark contrast between me and my values and why I think that I'm a better leader, why I think that my votes are better versus the way that she has historically voted. Yeah, amen to that. My only question with that, with the uh, yeah, index, is what the hell happened to the other 8% for you? Yeah, right. That's, <laughs> that, that is a fair question. There i got to go. work on that. That's right. i got to work, work on, on that. 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 <laughs> no, I'm kidding there. I'm kidding. No, I will say that uh, you've been uh, living in your district. I've seen you come to our, our town and do a meeting, a town hall meeting, have people come out and talk to you, ask questions. I have not seen her. Yeah. I have actually not met her in person, I don't think, now that I think of it, except for maybe a pass-by at a uh, parade once or twice, but that's about it. I have not seen her 
in our community talking to the constituents. So I find that interesting. Andy, I do nine forums during the session. Every Saturday morning, I'm in one of our communities engaging with people, trying to hear what they have to say, understanding their concerns. I'm in 10 parades a year, shaking hands, talking to people. They see me in the community. They see me engaged. You email me, you get a response. You want to sit down and have a cup of coffee? Let's make that happen. You have a concern. It becomes my concern. Let's work towards solving those problems. And we only do that through being actively engaged in our community, which is something that I have truly tried to be very relentless about is ensuring that I am engaged, that I am involved, and that I am there to listen. We're not always going to agree. I mean, I'm sure there are things you and I can find that we don't agree on, but the reality is my values are set. They will not change. And when you want to have a conversation, we can learn from one another. I've always believed that. Yeah. Amen to that. State Representative Stephen Owens got to take a break here real quick. When we come back, we'll talk about the upcoming legislative session and that gearing up for a new election season with the new candidate for the state Senate district number 31 going up against Carolyn McGinn in that race going to be an interesting one. We're already building up for this big election for 2024, and we'll do some more of that when we come back here. It's Candace Talk. Give us a call at 316-721-8255. 316-721-TALK on the Maximum Outdoor Equipment Hotlines. Back after this on the Big Talker. KQAM. Stay here. back into it. It is Kansas Talk right here on Wichita's Big Talker. That's a way to start off the morning, and isn't it? The breaking news, which the phone's already lighting up here at the studio. Phones are lighting up on your cell. Like, people are already excited about this. They want to know what's going on, and you broke it right here on Kansas Talk. We love it and appreciate that. My state representative, Stephen Owens from District Number 74, candidate now for the state Senate, District Number 31. Don't hang up. We'll get to you guys on the line here in just a moment as well, but Going into this campaign, obviously, we have so much we could talk about with the legislative session for this coming year. It starts in January. But transitioning into that, what's the major platform? What's the main idea? What's the main objective to do this transition from the House into the Senate for Stephen Owens? Yeah, Andy, without a doubt, we have got to remain committed to our families. We've got to remain committed to our communities and to our state. And I think we do that by applying what I call the lift principles, right? And this is how we're going to lift up Kansas together. We're going to lift up Kansas by first limiting government. Government growth has been out of control. It's on a federal level. We still see it on a state level. And I've done many things to try to restrict it, but there's still a lot of opposition there because government inherently wants to grow. So we've got to limit government. Mm. Our individual liberty, so important. If we didn't learn anything from the COVID lockdowns, it's that our individual liberty is under attack all the time. Government inherently wants to take that away. It wants to grow. It wants to control more of your life. F, free enterprise. This idea that, look, if we just get out of the way, businesses will be successful. It's government red tape and government regulation that stymies the growth of our economy. It's not the individual entrepreneur. It's not those folks willing to to hang their shingle out and do good work. And finally, traditional values. Andy, I have a wife, I have three kids, I have two granddaughters. Nothing is more important to me than my family and the family unit. And it is truly the fundamental unit of God And it is truly the most important thing that we can do is fight for those traditional values that mean so much to you and I that we know over generations 
produces good patriotic U.S. citizens. And so those are the principles I will fight for. Limited government, individual liberty, free enterprise, traditional values. And folks, you can learn more about that uh, at liftupks.com. Liftupkansas, liftupks.com. Go there, learn more about it. And honestly, folks, the only way that this happens is with your support. Senate races are a different animal. Whether you can contribute financially, whether you can contribute with your time, whether you just want to sign up to have a a, a sign in your yard, you can do all that through our website. Send me a message, communicate with me. I'll be happy to share with how you can help me and how we can help the state of Kansas lift up and get better going forward. There it is. Liftupks.com is the website. Make sure to check it out. And those different principles that you have are exactly what's under attack, not just in the state of Kansas, but nationwide right now they're under attack. And that's something that Kansas has worked really hard. You guys have worked really hard in the legislature to try and preserve over the last couple of years. And we will continue to fight for just that. And we need more people willing to stand up, to get involved, to take a chance, to fight for what we know is right. Because doing what's right is never wrong. Amen to that. Stephen Owen, state representative, district number 74, candidate for state senate, district number 31 as well. We appreciate it, my friend. Good luck. I appreciate the fact that uh, you came to announce it here on the program. We love you to death and love everything you're doing, and we'll be keeping close contacts here as this goes on. All right, my friend. Appreciate it, Andy. And thanks, everyone. Liftupks.com. Check it out. Liftupks.com. All right, let's take a break. When we come back right around the corner, we have another guest in studio where as the announcements have been made for the Senate run, that means there's a vacant seat for House District number 74. And we have someone ready to announce that one as well. We just have announcements galore. Are you ready for that one for a Saturday morning? It's Candace Talk right here on Wichita's Big Talker, KQAM. Stay here. Kansas Talk with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. Welcome back into it. It is Kansas Talk right here on Wichita's Big Talker, 1480 KQAM. Also our friends out in Garden City, Kansas on KIUL as well. I promise you, in western Kansas, we will be talking to some of your elected officials as well. We'll be gearing up for the legislative session, be gearing up for the election next year as well. So we will be focusing a lot of attention on you. As the year progresses, 316-721-8255, 316-721-TALK. If you want to jump into the program on our Maximum Outdoor Equipment Hotlines, we would love to hear from you. Uh, the big announcement, as you just heard for the last half hour, hanging out with Stephen Owen, State Representative, District Number 74, my state representative, which is why when we heard the rumor that he was going to be jumping into the Senate race, we had to get him on the show and uh, made that. We made that promise years ago, didn't we? We made that promise a long time ago, a couple years ago, that if that ever happened, if something happened, that you, we would do this, the breaking right here for the first time on this program. Absolutely. That's what happens when you trust me. I got your back. Hey, well, I love it. And uh, I love having it as, uh, as, as our representative. So that being said, with the potential vacant seat now for district number 74, with him jumping into the Senate race, that means there's now an open seat for the House. And uh, many individuals' ears may be perking up. And for those that don't know, that's in the Newton area, just north of Wichita. But there's already a candidate ready to rock and roll. And in studio with us to talk about that with his race now jumping in officially to run for that House District number 74, 
Mr. Mike King is in studio. Mike, how are you, my friend? Great, Andy. Thank you so much for letting me be here. This is a fantastic day. Nice and cool. Nice and thank, cool. Thank you for that. Yeah, that's all right. Well, we did that because I, I, my car does not have air conditioning, so I, if I don't have to drive in triple-digit weather, you shouldn't have to either. This is ridiculous out there. I need to end this global warming. Thank you, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, right? That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Mike, first off, uh, welcome into the race and welcome into the studio. Talk about, for those who may not know who you are, talk about your background. Talk about what you've done and leading up to the point where you want to jump into this race now. Yeah. Thank you, Andy. Um, So I'm uh, Mike King. I'm a fourth generation um, citizen of Harvey County. Okay. Um, Have had tremendous opportunities throughout life. one of them was to be uh, Secretary of Transportation for the state of Kansas, was up in Topeka for four and a half years, okay, and uh, thoroughly enjoyed that, saw the process, and really enjoyed it from the executive branch side. Mm. Now I'm really I'm excited to, to be able to work with uh, the legislator side. Sure. And uh, I have so many friends, um, both current and former, that were uh, in the House and in the Senate that have encouraged me to, to, to use my time and my talents this way. It's rare for someone to come from the cabinet position to the House or the Senate. Yeah. Most of the time, it's the other way around. So they like to stay in that executive side. Yeah. That's right. So this <laughs> is a this is going to be exciting. Uh, I'll be able to bring value and perspective. Um, on the state employee side and uh, how the agencies run and how they the 13 of them get along and sometimes don't get along so well, but it's, uh, it's all good. It is all good. Working with the Department of Transportation, is it true? We've heard, I know, and this is this will be a fun conversation, talking about transportation in general because we put a lot of money into transportation here in the state of Kansas. And if I remember correct, our state highways were ranked third or fourth nationwide. Is that still true? That is. Yeah, we've been top five for, um, for a long time. Uh, state uh, invests about $1.5 billion into the highway uh, department. Um, we have great roads. We have safe roads. Uh, you can definitely tell, uh, I don't recommend this, but if you drive and you close your eyes and you hit a state border, either Missouri or Oklahoma, you know where the state border's at. Yeah. Um, so, you know, width of the roadway, uh, the rumble strips, uh, the smoothness. Or, uh, and then the uh, shout out to the KDOT and the Turnpike employees for the way that they handle it during adverse conditions, um, yeah. snow and ice and rain. Uh, and then also uh, dealing with accidents to provide safe access for everyone around. Sure. I love it. Let's talk about the platform and some of the vision that you have getting into the House of Representatives. Obviously, getting uh, now, Stephen, jump in here for a minute as well, because um, he came with you here for the hour, because not only did you make your announcement, but um, this is um, this is support that you have for Mike as well, correct? Yeah, absolutely right. Uh, you're 100% correct. You know, Mike reached out to me shortly after I won because he was planning on running um, back in, I believe, 2020. I ran in 2018. Uh, what he said was, you know, Stephen, you're you're my kind of conservative. I will never run against you, but if you're ready to ever move on or step out, I'd like for you to consider me. And Mike and I have spent many hours together uh, making sure that he is the kind of conservative that I can support, and I 100% support his candidacy to replace me in the 74th House District. Well, that's a good endorsement. That's yeah, a good thank endorsement. you, thank you, Stephen, and 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 back at you. Um, since 1992, when we moved back to Kansas, um, 
we've lived in Harvey County with the exception of those four and a half years in Topeka. Um, we've been truly uh, blessed to have your representation uh, on the House side. And um, I would just like to say how much um, I appreciate the effort and the time and the listening uh, that you give to all constituents. And I know that you'll do that in the Senate side uh, and uh, appreciate you you running uh, there. And uh, however I can help support that, I'd be glad to. Thanks, Mike. I really appreciate that. We're, you'll, you'll be seeing us working together on a number of things as we go forward. That is good news. So with that endorsement, I mean, Mike, these are big shoes to fill here with Stephen Owens. I mean, he's he's walked in there and for the three terms that he's been able to serve uh, in the House has dominated and made a big name, not just in the area, but uh, all across Topeka and the state of Kansas with with uh, a lot of the stuff that he's fought for. What platform, what specifically, if you get in there, what would you like to focus on as a representative? Yeah, so there's a, there's about three or four things that um, that I've seen over time uh, where state government can be effective. Uh, and in no particular order here, uh, tourism is one area. Tourism and population growth. Um, I think um, uh, Representative Owens mentioned that also is that a way to decrease taxes is to have more people. Mm. Uh, and, and I truly believe that we need a, a bigger emphasis on our population growth. Uh, I was recently with Senator, U.S. Senator Marshall, and one of the things that he asked us specifically, what are some things they can do at the federal side? And I brought up tourism. While that is a state issue, I think there's the federal delegation that can really help uh, promote us as a state. Sure. Uh, we have a lot to offer. Um, in our district, we have a lot to offer. And um, I, I just I, I would like to put more emphasis in that. Yeah. Uh, and then also, uh, we have some amazing large worldwide businesses located in our district, in District 74. Uh, we have Agco, and we have Stanley Black & Decker, and Heston, and um, in North Newton, we have some large business. Um, Burton, we have some nice businesses as well. Um, medium, small, worldwide business growth, and having them the ability to be able to stay, one, maintain two and then grow yeah. uh, and that's with a with an educated workforce a quality uh, workforce uh, a workforce that's engaged um, is are, are things that I want to work on as well yeah taxes play a big part in that and um, I've been involved in decisions to uh, like Cargill uh, Cargill had the opportunity to were they going to stay in Kansas? Were they going to stay in Wichita or not? And I was able to weigh in on that. So I know how to keep business in the state, and I know how to attract business to the state as well. Sure. Well, and like you said, I mean, being uh, in that quote-unquote rural district of 74, there's a lot of small towns, there's a lot of that agriculture, which is why we see a lot of those agricultural businesses in that area. Is that something that uh, you want to focus on as well with the ag community, the water issues that we continue to see, and then trying to grow and 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 give those resources and tools for those small towns that uh, that still continue to struggle a little bit. Yeah, water is going to be, I, th I think, uh, a huge issue. It has been a huge issue for the last 20 years. Uh, we need to dive into it more, um, be more aggressive um, with uh, our understanding of water, our understanding of water rights. Uh, also, though, our industry has done an amazing job of creating new seeds uh, that are that need less water. Um, so the technology side of farming 
has been amazing, um, and, and and so I would definitely su- support the ag community. Yeah. I also want to be the first to welcome two new communities to the new District 74, uh, since we've had the, the redistricting map based on the population shifts, and I want to welcome the Canton community and also the North Newton community All right. uh, to District 74. So it's what, expanding. It's, right? it's, it's expanding, expanding. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm really uh, anxious. We live on a on a farm just outside of Heston, and uh, you know North Newton is really close to us. And I just want to want to again a shout out there, and want to be able to come and listen and uh, to the needs that that they have, um, and then also the Canton community. Uh, and then um, probably the third thing I'd like to focus on a little bit is mental health. Mm. Um, it's it's a growing issue and problem. We are we are stressing our children out. Um, lots of ways that we're doing that, uh, lots of causes of that, but I think that is definitely a state issue. And I think through uh, the K-12 system and through higher education and the family units, I think that we can have a, we can have an impact. We need to have an impact on the mental health. Yeah. And that is a big focus. I'm glad you are focusing on that uh, as well. The House of Representatives has done well, and obviously, especially under the uh, Speaker leadership of Dan Hawkins, has been able to dominate a lot of these issues. And this last year, I think we broke a record for the number of veto overrides that we had, didn't we? Yeah, so we, we dominated with uh, veto overrides because of having a Democrat governor, and it gets nasty up there hearing about some of those stories about how vicious those Democrats come after many Republicans, especially in those times when their agenda gets shot down by a veto override. Um, are those the battles that you're willing to have and ready to go for up there? Yes, um, I've uh, I've had the battles with the legislators <laughs> process <laughs> from another side. Um, so uh, you're now, used to it. Then. I'm used to it. And so I, I know some of the some of the opportunities that we can do to be successful. I, I have uh, um, spoken with um, with Speaker Hawkins, um, letting him know that I, I would be uh, entering the race. Um, he was yeah. he was thrilled. He was really sad to see um, Representative Owens leave, um, but um, he would uh, definitely be glad to have um, someone with my time and my talents uh, be able to enter this race. I've visited with three former House speakers also, uh, got their um, – wisdom and knowledge and um, would I be a good candidate um, for our district and, and, and the value that I would bring to Topeka. They were all extremely supportive of that decision I love as well. It. That's really great news. I love it. Let's go ahead and take a break here. We're talking with Mike King. He's a candidate now for House District Number 74 with the announcement of Stephen Owens moving over to the Senate side of the race with Senate District Number 31. So many announcements and so many candidates getting ready to jump into the race. Even though we're a year out, we're ready for 2024, baby. The state Republican Party may be having their own personal issues, but by golly, we're not going to let that slow us down because, hell, we'll just do it ourselves because that's the way we have to do it for the most time anyways. So we'll continue with this conversation, what the session may look like in 2023 and 24 in the upcoming election with Mike King, his candidacy, his platform, and what we'll do in the state legislature in Topeka moving forward. 316-721-8255. We'll take some of your phone calls when we come back as well. It's Kansas Talk right here on Wichita's Big Talker. KQAM. Stay here.
Welcome back into it. Kansas Talk right here. Wichita's Big Talker KQAM. Wichita's number one conservative talk radio program. And we appreciate you for that. Thank you. Love you to death. Thanks so much for hanging out. As always, because you're not going to hear the information here like you do anywhere else. So we always love you and appreciate you joining us on a Saturday morning, starting off your weekend in studio with us. It's State Representative Stephen Owens, also Mike King, candidate for his seat, District Number 74. As Stephen setting to run for that Senate District Number 31. Real quick, quickly, uh, Stephen, in just about a minute or so, talk about obviously going into this session that starts in January because uh, we have some loose ends to tie up that we saw from the end of last session, don't we? Yeah, There's- absolutely. And the biggest one is getting money in the hands of the taxpayers. They yeah. need relief. They deserve relief. And that opportunity uh, went by last year. It was very disappointing. So that will be certainly a priority. Uh, we will continue our work and focusing on law and order in the state of Kansas and ensuring that we don't end up like Illinois, <laughs> that we don't end up like New York and California where crime is just rampant. Yeah. Uh, you know, everybody knows that I'm a strong supporter of our law enforcement and and will continue to do that very thing moving forward into this next year. Yeah, I love that. Mike, uh, I know that obviously you wouldn't be in for this session if it, because the election's not until next year, but let's talk about some of the platform. We hear the news now about no, another round of potential COVID-19 lockdowns, mask mandates, isolation, social distancing. We're doing this crap all over again after years of realizing that that did not work in any way, shape, or form the last time. God forbid this come to the state of Kansas again here soon, and we have choices to either do that again or do something different. How would you handle this issue? How would you uh, how would you handle another potential, and I say this in air quotes, COVID-19 scare in Kansas? Yeah, it's a, a separation of us as people. Masks um, was not effective um, three years ago. It won't be effective now. Um, are there some safeguards we can do? Yes, but separating us as people is not the way to do it. No, um, it's it's I'd I'd be a hundred percent against what we what we did before. Yeah. And giving that power to the governor, which is how she had that before, that's not available anymore, isn't it? We actually have a little more control this time. Yeah, absolutely. We have more more control. And and I will say to any more mass mandates, lockdowns, anything like that, oh, hell no. <laughs> that is not going to happen in the state of Kansas. And your legislature will fight that tooth and nail. You know, we were the first time in our, in our state's history um, forced the governor to call a special session and address these COVID mandates. And if you recall, your Republican legislature went to work for you, saving tens of thousands of jobs by creating those religious and medical exemptions to those vaccine mandates. I assure you, your Republican legislature will continue to fight any additional mandates. It is wild that so many cities already across the nation just jumped on board with that again. Just, oh, I guess we're going to go back to it. They didn't do anything. They did nothing. Two weeks to stop the spread. Two years later, two and a half years later, we were still doing the same crap. That's exactly right. And to what end, right? We know that. Yeah. Is it another virus? Is it something we can do more with little, you know, hand sanitizer, being more proactive in the things we're doing? Certainly. Look, I get all that. But we know without question that locking people down and shutting them out of their businesses does nothing but cause mass turmoil. Yeah. Amen to that. Mike, we got just a couple of minutes left here as we wrap up. But uh, final word with your announcement now with District Number 74 for that House seat uh, as we go into a major election year. Are you feeling good? I know that uh, obviously it's a little early to start doing the door knocking, but it sounds like you're already getting support from what we're hearing. So that's good news. Yes, we're we're really excited. I've reached out to constituents uh, uh, around the district and and ask if uh, 
if the kind of uh, values that I would have and the kind of uh, uh, knowledge I have of working with state int- uh, state government uh, would be a benefit to the district and the voters. And um, they all have uh, unequivoc- unequivocally said, yes, yeah. um, I'm going to work hard. Uh, I'm I'm going to take this really serious. Um, government should be taken seriously, and so mm-hmm. I'm 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 really looking forward to that. Also, want to say um, have complete support from my family, my wife Peggy, and our four kids. Love and it. also want to say uh, that my cousins, uh, the my seven cousins, uh, whose their father uh, Raymond King, my uncle, uh, was a former state representative, in 1967. To, uh, him and uh, his wife, Yvonne's untimely death when the Wichita State University football team plane crash. He was state representative. Uh, then it was called District 89. Sure. So I just want to say that um, um, I, I have an endorsement of the, of the foundation uh, of who makes me as a person. And um, so with that, uh, I'm ready to launch out and and learn more about the communities and be involved in the activities that yeah. that make life in Central Kansas so important. And you've been involved in the community and been around there for a long time, so that's yeah. always good as well. Mike, well, good luck to you, my friend. Uh, thank you so much for making the announcement here on the program as well. We'll get you back on uh, per, per, uh, periodically as over the next year as the campaigns continue to heat up and get ready for 2024. So we'll be talking to you again here real soon, my friend. Thank you, Andy. Stephen, always good to talk to you, brother. We're going to be doing it again soon. Thanks for having me, my man. Hey, always a pleasure, and we always appreciate you jumping on and talking about it, and especially with the big announcement. There it is. A bombshell of the first hour here on Kansas Talk for a Saturday as we are gearing up for the 2024 season already. Got to wrap up. Hour number two right around the corner. We'll talk about some COVID stuff. West Nile here in Kansas, plus the lockdowns, masks, and other issues going on in the state. Davis Looker Outlet wrapping up the program as well because we got to talk about some fall adult beverages to enjoy as we go into football season and a heck of a lot more. It's Candace Talk right here on KQAM. Stay here. Truth Unfiltered. Broadcasting live from West Wichita in the KQAM studios. It's time for your weekend kickstart with Wichita's number one conservative talk radio host. This is Kansas Talk with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. Welcome into our number two of Kansas Talk right here on Wichita's Big Talker. 1480 on the AM dial, 99.7 HD4 if you have that HD radio on the FM dial, plus our friends out in Garden City, Kansas, K-I-U-L. What's up? Welcome in. Great to have you along for the ride this morning. Thanks again to State Representative Stephen Owens, Mike King, coming on the program for the last hour. Again, you won't get this information anywhere else. You won't get the breaking news that we do. And I got to say, Stephen Owens, wonderful personal friend, wonderful individual. We absolutely love him to death. I've been a fan of his for a very long time, even before I even lived in his district. And it was such an honor when I moved. And we got our house, we got our place, and I realized, wow, we're in his district. That made me happy. So congrats to him with the announcement running for the state senate district, now number 31. That is absolutely fantastic. Can you imagine? <laughs> While Governor Kelly tries to push this middle-of-the-road pack, meaning she's going to try to endorse these, quote-unquote, and I use air quotes here for our radio listeners as well, these middle-of-the-road candidates, these moderate candidates across the nation or across the state of Kansas, she's predominantly going to be focusing on Johnson County, Shawnee County, Sedgwick County, the big influential areas. But if she can just pull a couple of those seats, then she could do very well because right now the margin is so narrow that, 
not within the Republican Party, because we have a supermajority of Republicans in the legislature, but it's trying to get moderate Republicans that are essentially Democrats with an R in front of their name to try and win some of these seats, so that way they can't override vetoes as easily as what they could before. That's the entire purpose. That's the whole goal of what Governor Kelly's trying to do, is right now conservatives for the most part, do well within the Republican Party. Although we do have those holdouts, which is why we have Carolyn McGinn's. We have Dennis Piles. Andy, Dennis Piles a conservative. Yeah, that's why he did not do the veto override for the tax bill and budget bill as well, because he's so conservative that he'd rather have us have higher tax rates than actually work with Republicans that he didn't like on a personal level. That doesn't make any sense to me. So uh, it's time to start cleaning that. And we need to be aware of it because Democrats have done that for years here in the state. Well, they're Republican. No, they're not. Let's be honest. No, they're not. Now, there's a difference between a moderate Republican that's really a Democrat working with the Democrats with the R in front of their name because they want to sabotage the Republican Party and districts where it's very purple. And we need to have a Republican that works with us the majority of the time because we can't get anyone more conservative in that district. There's a vast difference there. In district number 74, that Newton area, the Halstead and Heston area up in North Wichita, for those that don't know where that's at, uh, that may be living in different parts of the state, that is a very red, very small town, very rural community district. And it's amazing. And it is very Republican. So imagine this, if you will, and this is why I'm, I'm laughing, and I am optimistic because this could play out very well for us. Imagine, if you will, Carolyn McGinn, who did vote to side with Governor Kelly and stop some of the veto overrides in that district. Imagine, if you will, Governor Kelly sinking money into her race, endorsing her as the moderate candidate because she wants the middle of the road pact. Guess what? We now have a Republican that's being endorsed by a Democrat liberal progressive governor. How well is that going to work in a very progressive district? So please, Governor Kelly, continue on with your agenda because it's going to backfire, at least in many districts, where Democrats don't have a shot of actually winning because of how small town, how rural, and how deep red those districts may be. It's going to be a fun election next year. Can you? Can, we're already geared up, man. We have a general election this year already, which we can talk about here in just a second. But next year is going to be huge. It's going to be bigly, as many say. And are you ready for it? I think I'm ready for it. 316-721-8255. 316-721-TALK. I want to get your thoughts on that. We also have a lot of issues to talk about with the city and the county here, city of Wichita, Cedric County, passing their budgets officially for the 2024 year. They are, uh, the county, trying to lower the mill levy slightly. So that way we can see a bit of a relief and a breath when it comes to property taxes. The city seeing a little bit go up, but at the same time, they're trying to work on the what the now again, this is a campaign tactic from uh, Mayor Brandon Whipple, the uh, trying to uh, create a new program to cover the 25 percent uh, that's not covered for veterans and for disabled individuals that already qualify for state programs that could cover the vast majority of their property taxes as well. Why we're still even doing property tax rates for people who are retired or disabled or veterans. I don't quite understand, but that's well, really for anybody. What? Hey, you bought your home. It's paid for in full. Yeah, but it's not really yours because if you don't pay your property taxes on it every year, then we're just going to take your house away as the government because we're the government and we're here to help. Kind of a weird message. So Brandon Whipple not wanting to do that for everybody just the particular group that he's trying to win over for the election coming up in November. So we have that race going on with Lily Wu and Brandon Whipple uh, for the mayor's race in the city of Wichita. 
I want to get your thoughts on that, but I also want to ask you the major question of the day. If COVID-19 mandates try to come back to the state of Kansas, will you comply this time again? And by will you comply, meaning if they tell you, if you're a business owner and they tell you to lock down your business, will you go along with it? Or will you give them the double-barreled middle finger, as some like to say, and say, no, I'm just going to do my own thing? If they tell you you can't walk into a store without a mask on, will you do that again? Or will you again give them the double-barreled middle finger and say, sorry, I'm just going to go do my own thing? Or if it's the business uh, operation telling them to do that, then I just won't go to that business any longer. We had three years, two and a half years, of COVID mandates, of mandatory vaccines, of mandatory masks, of mandatory social distancing, of saying that you are a non-essential business. We had two years at least of those mindsets, and it didn't work. It didn't do a damn thing. Not a single bit of efficiency. And if you disagree with that, you're more than welcome to call in and explain how those worked. Because they told us that doing that would give us the two weeks to curb the cases. Two weeks to flatten the curb. Two weeks to get us back on track, and two weeks turned into two years. And we realized that they lied to us about the masks. Well, the masks will work. No, they won't. The virus goes through the fabric because the fabric is too is too li- loosely woven unless you have an N95 mask or higher, which was very difficult to get. So just putting on those stupid medical masks, the little blue mask that you put on when you walk into a store, did zero zilch nada. It didn't prevent a single thing from happening. We put in plastic barriers at grocery stores and at retail stores to where you could hand the goods around the plastic barrier for the cashier to check you out, but that way you weren't, quote-unquote, breathing on them. Now, for anybody with any sense of common sense in any way, shape, or form, we know that the virus is in the air, which means, I don't know about you, but the virus could go around that plastic barrier and they could still breathe it in. Wow, what a concept. That didn't work in any way, shape, or form. Putting the plastic over like the credit card slider machine. So we all touch the exact same piece of plastic as we punch in our codes on the debit and credit card machine while they're saying they're trying to stop that spread of that virus. Then we had the the vaccine mandates. And they told us that in order to go to school, they told us that in order to get back in society to function again, they told us in order to not have to wear a mask, all you got to do is get the vaccine. Just get the vaccine and you can go back to normal. Because the vaccine, according to them, when they told us, and Dr. Fauci, the man that said he was science, he didn't support science, he didn't align with science, he didn't agree with science, he was science, which means now science has retired officially, apparently in society, which (laughs) I guess that makes sense with the way they operate anyways. But they told us that if we took that vaccine, that we would not have to wear the mask anymore, that it would kill the virus on contact, that we would have no a bit of the virus within our body any longer. We could no longer transmit the virus. That we that would be the end-all, save-all. And we all did it. Many people did it. But you couldn't go back to work unless you got that. And then we found out, well, you need to wear the, get the vaccine and then still wear the mask because, oh, sorry, our bad. It didn't actually stop the transmission of the virus, which we already knew because that's not what viruses, or that's what, what vaccines do. What vaccines do is they introduce the virus to you to where it builds up an antibody and an immune system to be able to fight it off, but it's still dormant in your system, which means you're still transmitting it to other individuals. That's the way all vaccines work. And we knew that before going into it as well, but yet we fell for it and we went along with it. 
So then you had to get the vaccine and wear the mask. Then you had to get booster shots and wear the mask. It went on and on and on. So I ask you, even those of you that got the vaccine, which I'm not judging in any way, shape, or form, I don't really care, do your own thing, that's your life, whatever, I have not gotten the vaccine, and I will not, no matter what, get this COVID-19 vaccine ever, ever, ever in my entire life. I ask you, if you did get the vaccine, if you do have a business and you shut and close doors, if you weren't allowed to actually go and work because they told you you were non-essential, will you abide by it this time? Or will we finally use a little bit of civil disobedience and just go about our day and give the entire government the double-barreled middle finger and say, sorry, we're going to go ahead and live our life even with this potential lockdown. We have schools in Kentucky that have already shut down just a week into their school year because of the number of cases or threats of cases, which is really weird because we're hearing this variant, uh, variant from the virus coming out of Canada that we have not heard an increase in hospitalizations. We've not heard about deaths. We've not heard about cases increasing. We haven't heard any of this. And if you know that if COVID-19 cases or deaths were happening at a higher rate, you know that that would be all over the news. We would be losing our minds right now with how bad the cases would be. Oh, more people hospitalized again. More people in the ICU. More people uh, uh, being dead because of this virus. We're not hearing any of that. None. Zero. Zilch in Canada or here in the United States. But yet... We hear about a variant, and there it's spreading, and therefore some cases may be happening. So, oh, it's time to lock things down again. California locking down, Kentucky having issues uh, shutting down public schools. Are you the Kansas resident, the Wichita resident, the Cedric County resident? Are you prepared for that again, and would you go along with it and abide by it? Or would you completely put up your nose, so to speak, metaphorically and physically speaking, and go about your day? Now, the good news is that, as we talked about with Stephen Owens, is that we have a little bit different scenario here in the state. The governor does not have the right to do what they did last time again. The Kansas Department of Health and Environment does not have the right and the ability to do that again. And now we have more say within the state legislature to decide what those protocol may be. And here to all the legislators that listen to this program every Saturday, and we love you all to death, most of you. Some of you are Democrats, which what the hell are you thinking that way? <laughs> I'm kidding. You're allowed to differ in opinion. It's okay. Here's my message to all of you. Do absolutely nothing. When they come to you and the Department of Health and uh, Department of Environment or the NIH or the FDA or the USDA or somebody from the federal government comes to you and says cases are high, all these other states are starting to lock down again, what are you guys going to do in Kansas? That's when you tell them, thanks, have a nice day. We'll put your request into the request bin that's in the corner of the office and we'll go about our day as usual because nothing will happen again. No more business shutdowns, no more mask mandates, no more uh, vaccine mandates, no more shutting down business, no more limiting the amount of customers you can have in your office. Zero, zilch, nada. We're not going to go down that road. We will be a free-for-all. We will be the next Florida when Ron DeSantis handled that properly down in Florida last time, for the most part. We will be even better than that. We will be the icon and the beacon of light and hope and freedom in this state and everybody else, they can live their life how they want to. If you as an individual choose to stay at home, if you as an individual want to wear the mask, if you if the individual wants to go get your 15th booster shot that still hasn't worked for some reason, if you want to do that, all the power to you. No one's stopping you. But it's not going to be forced upon everybody in society. Andy, that's not going to help the spread. It doesn't stop the spread anyways. And that's why 
we're not going to go down that road again. 316-721-8255, 316-721-TALK if you want to jump in. Also, when we come back, I want to get your thoughts briefly on the debates that happened over the weekend, or uh, earlier this week, Donald Trump's interview with Tucker Carlson, where as of a day after the event hit 240 million views on the Tweety, or on X, whatever you want to call it now, and your thoughts on whether he did good or not there as well. So we'll cover all that coming up here in just a moment. After the bottom of the hour as well, Davis Liquor Outlet, we have fall drinks right around the corner we have football season high school football college and nfl what's ready for your big party game time and we'll talk about some of that plus maybe some legislation that's going to happen in the legislature as well when it comes to liquor laws in the state of kansas so a lot of changes a lot of things going on and we want to hear from you as well it's kansas talk right here on which sounds big talk with kqam Rusty Eck Ford. We have hundreds of vehicles available that need to go so we can make room for a new inventory on its way. So we're doing discounts up to $10,000 off MSRP. Rusty Eck Ford, yeah, you can't do better than that. Yeah, we know you like saving money. How about some cheap financing? For a limited time, you can finance as low as 0% APR or get big discounts up to $10,000 off MSRP. Rusty Eck Ford, yeah, you Welcome into it. 24 minutes past the hour. Great to have you along for the ride on a Saturday morning here on Kansas Talk. 316-721-8255. 316-721-TALK on the Maximal Outdoor Equipment Hotlines. We'd love to hear from you. And with that, let's go right to the phones, shall we? Line number one. Good morning. Who's this? Scott. Scott, what's going on, brother? Well, I'm, I'm kind of confused because they keep saying that Trump didn't win the election, but when you look on the news, they're always talking about President Donald Trump, and they're saying nothing about uh, President Biden not doing anything on the border, not doing anything really about Hawaii investigating the electric company that made the fire. Uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of issues that the president is supposed to address, and since they're saying that Joe Biden's the president, why do they keep focusing on ex-president uh well they love it okay so i can answer i can answer that one easily for you so the reason they're not focusing on joe biden right now is because he's too busy vacationing for you know half of his administration and half of his time in office and he didn't want to be interrupted when he heard about the fires in maui in fact he said no comment moved on did his thing and uh now his response is we'll give you a 700 hundred dollar check which apparently wow. is going to make it all up for the house that burnt down and your business that burnt down and all the disaster that you had to go through. We'll give $11,000 on average for Ukrainian residents, but for you as Maui residents in, in Hawaii, now we'll give you a $700 one-time paycheck, and that's going to solve it. The reason they focus on Donald Trump is because they are gushing over the fact that he was indicted. They're gushing over the fact he had to go down to Georgia, uh, Georgia to get his mugshot. They're gushing over the fact that 
Uh, he hit 240, well, they're not gushing over that part, but the fact that he hit 240 million views on the Tweety with his interview with Tucker Carlson shows how popular he still is. They have to focus on the negative of him because they don't want to focus on how bad Joe Biden can't remember his name every day. Yeah, something's wrong because, like I said, they're claiming that Joe Biden is the president, and yet all these issues that are going on, he's not coming up with any answers what to do about them. I mean, the board, I mean, the governor of Texas. Oh, he has no clue what to do. In fact, the only thing they're they're going to do is fight Texas when Texas tries to do something about the border. They put those buoys out in the water to try and slow down migrants trying to swim across, and they got sued by the Biden administration saying, you're not allowed to do that. Well, uh, but... They offered them no solution. There's well, of no course not. What they're going to do. Their solution was to give everybody an app to where they could sign up for a meeting to say that they're an asylum seeker, even though by international law, the only way you can be at a refugee or an asylum seeker is if you go to the nation next to you to get out of the nation that you are in. They travel halfway around the world from China even or from South America. They travel all the way up across the Panama, all the way up through Mexico, all the way up to our border. And Biden's resolution is, let's give you an app. That way you can sign up. So that way you're not just walking across the border without us knowing. You have an app appointment with a government official. The military takes a two-minute screening time to look you up and down to make sure that you're healthy, that you have no ill intention for the country. And then we give you a paycheck. We give you a SNAP program debit card. And then we ship you off to a city. And then you can just live out your life here while we uh, have a 10-year backlog for the courts. That's his solution is just open it up and give you an appointment to where you don't do it illegally and everything's fine. So illegal immigration's down because we were aware that you walked across through an app that they downloaded from the government. I think that right now, uh, hopefully people realize the type of so-called president Joe Biden is and think about, hey, you know, we got to get somebody else in there. And, of course, that guy needs to be Donald J. Trump. Yeah. Amen to that. Uh, real quickly, Scott, did you watch the debate as well from the other candidates, and what was your thought there? Uh, I didn't get a chance. I was kind of busy, but right. uh, I see little excerpts of it, and you know, it seemed like they was arguing among each other, which is always the case. But <laughs> I don't think them stand up to Trump. Yeah, no, they they don't stand up to Trump. So, Scott, I appreciate it, my friend. You're you're spot on, and it really shines a light on what the priorities are from those in Washington, D.C. It is pretty frustrating. Uh, By the way, speaking of our syndicated program this weekend, we'll have U.S. Senator Roger Marshall on to talk about the return of D.C. and the fentanyl awareness that he did this week. We're also going to do a deep dive into the Donald Trump interview with Tucker Carlson and a deep dive into Vivek Ramaswamy, where there's a lot of rumors floating around him, who he is, what his background is, and is he a quote-unquote paid-off agent in opposition from the Democrats trying to sabotage the Republican Party, there's been a lot of rumors floating around about that, so we are going to do a deep dive into that uh, conversation on our syndicated weekend edition of The Voice of Reason as well. All right, we got to take a bottom-of-the-hour break. When we come back, right around the corner, we're going to have some fun. As you know, we have, can you believe it, we have the holidays right around the corner, beginning of September, our last weekend in August, which means we have holidays for Labor Day in September. We have the trifecta of the holidays with Halloween, Thanksgiving, and yes, even the C-word, Christmas, right around the corner. Get ready for that one going into 2024 and with all the shenanigans with the family get-togethers the parties going on for football i need a drink baby and to do that we'll talk about some of the fall drinks that uh, are coming up and that you can get with davis liquor outlet right around the corner right here on candace talk on wichita's big talker kqam stay here
Wichita's number one conservative talk radio host. This is Kansas Talk with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program on the home stretch here for the last half hour of the program. Hey, I want to tell you about my friends over at Napoleon Appliance Repair. They were voted best of in the city of Wichita for 2022. Appliance repair, whether you have that old school equipment that continues to crank it out or whether you have that new equipment, that like weird, scary refrigerator that tells me my carrots are out. I don't know how you know that, but it kind of wigs me out, man, the fact that you know that. They can fix all that stuff. You're going into the holiday season, going into the fall season. Don't let your appliances fail you when you need them the most. Napoleon Appliance Repair does that. Mike and Mike, they rock it. Give them a call at 316-409-1525. 316-409-1525. You can also find them and follow them on their Facebook page as well at Napoleon Appliance Repair, LLC. We appreciate them here on KQM and on Kansas Talk right here on KQM. Speaking of another friend here as well, these guys come in uh, pretty often as we talk about different drinks for the seasons. I cannot believe that we are going into the Labor Day weekend here in a couple weeks. Uh, really, what, a week and a half, two weeks almost. That's insane. Uh, we also have the kickoff of football, high school and college and NFL and then the trifecta holidays as well, but Davis Liquor Outlet, you guys are all over the place, and I'm looking at the fall drinks that are already in stock, ready to go, but Brian and Blake, what's going on, guys? How are you? Hey, uh, it's like a week away. Is it? No. <laughs> Isn't really? I know you want to say 10 days, but we're back to work in wow. 10 days after the holidays. So That's insane. August is pretty much gone, yeah. <laughs> August is gone already. But That's hey, we're good. Wild. We're good. We're like everybody else. You know, AC is cranking about 68 degrees at home, and yeah. we don't go outside unless we have to. <laughs> um, good place to come to work is Davis Liquor, because you can hang out in a cooler all day. Yep. That is true. Degrees. That is true. I can see you guys just <laughs> sitting in the back in the cooler just, ah. There's, there's yeah. certain days where, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. good place to run, a, run away to. It's a good place. I, I, I don't remember. Obviously, this is not, like, record-breaking. We've seen these temperatures before. It just uh, It's just warm, and I don't like it. Well, I think having this, you know, five-day stretch of, you know, it's one thing to have it one day where it's 104. Yeah. But 107, 107, 104, you know, it's there's just been no break for the past, you know, week or so. It's when they keep saying, and we set a new record today. And then the next day, like, (laughs) we set a new record for August today. Like, just quit telling us. Yeah, it's not good. Just stop telling us. Let's let us ride through it. Yeah. Uh, So it's hard to feel like it's going into the fall season because of how hot it's actually been. But it's here, and it's right around the corner, and that means with football season, which people are gearing up for, which, again, because of the heat, it looks like a little bit different year. Games have not, or The teams have not been able to practice the way they really need to. They're talking about delaying games to let it cool down a little bit later into the evening. Uh, it's just it's hard to feel the fall-y type of season this year right now. You know, um, you know fall for us, it's always like not fall for everybody else. Yeah. Like fall for us is October. <laughs> and they're, you know, Sam Adams is like, hey, fall starts July 31st. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's 107. So <laughs> that's drinking a nice, thick, heavy, awesome beer next to the fire pit. Yeah. And fall, fall, I air quoted, yeah. um, is, is kind of funny. But every year it's July 31st is when um, the market changes over from summer beers to to essentially fall beers beginning of the fall um, beers yeah I mean, interesting they, the, the sam adams it always runs off sam adams sam adams summer brew starts to run out their fall fests come in and now everybody else is tied in to that or they're they try to be to beat them yeah to the punch like oh we've got ours out a week before sam adams did mm, like yeah great eventually they're going to keep pushing it up far enough that everything's actually going to come out the season it's going to come out to, yeah, but we're not exactly. quite there yet yeah, so. not quite there we'll just have to do the whole circle it's like the christmas stuff coming out at right you know during halloween time yeah exactly like, yeah. all right yeah this guy he's, he said he saw 
uh, Halloween Oreos. Halloween Oreos. Oreos right, you're at Halloween set up at the old Hobby wow. Lobby getting ready, which is <laughs> Man. It's like, hey, can we get to yeah. September? That's right. At least, you know. Just, just write it through a little bit. Let's talk about some drinks. I, I had to laugh because I wanted to introduce this with a story from the federal level of apparently there is a head of the National Institute of Alcohol Abuse and Alcoholism and Dr. George Kube, who runs that through the NIH, we know how much we actually trust the NIH, they apparently are talking about changing guidelines for adult beverage drinking in the nation with their recommendation to limit it to two beers per week under new government restriction guidelines. Now, hold on. I, now, I do. <laughs> did he specify what two beers were? Is it um, like we go to we go to Twin Peaks to get a 64-ounce well, see, I have my 68-ounce boot at yeah. home, my so, glass boot. So that's, that's, that's two. Yeah. I that's, mean, that's we've two. all done that, right? Like, hey, babe, I'm just getting one more, and it's like a pitcher shows up. <laughs> yeah, I, that's not going to go well because usually when people, when I have adult beverages, two beers the pregame. You know, that's just the way we go. And that's uh, they can talk about overconsumption, which drink responsibly, which is our message for the day. But at the same time, we want to have a drink. We want to enjoy and yeah, good luck with those guidelines. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the that's not happening in Kansas City today. <laughs> I mean, it's an hour and twenty minutes to like kick off. There's more than two beers been drinking. There's more than two beers already going on. Uh, as always, I love this. You guys always bring in some good stuff to show some of the uh, new fall things or the new seasonal drinks. But I see a headline that says Oktoberfest, which is already makes me excited and happy. And then I see a pumpkin. That's so. So it begins. Talk about what you guys have here. Yeah, we picked out two uh, two fun fall offerings that are always a good go to. We on? Uh, yeah, yeah. You got the live stream, so you can show the little camera right there for people that are watching the Facebook live feed. Uh, the Oktoberfest, and that's from Wichita Brewing Company, a local one here. Yeah, this is Wichita Brewing's Oztoberfest, which is always fun. Mm. Um, you know, Wichita Brewing's our hometown favorite, and their October's always a, a good old reliable, which, you know, I'm a sucker for any Oktoberfest. But okay. uh, All we'll right. start out with that one. It's, you know, nice, easy drinking. You know, again, it would probably be better on a 60 degree day than a 100 degree day but sure, we're, sure. we're making do here okay oh oh thank you okay so this one's more of an amber looking one i like this the um it smells good holy cow we've i've, I've gone, been on an oktoberfest tour like i've taken home different oktoberfests uh like once a week since yeah. they come out so i'm i'm i have to say that between walnut river and wbc those two are my favorite easy to drink not overly malty not not gonna sit in your mouth yeah it's really sort of light in a way um i think there's it's made more for our uh our weather yes um, because it's not that i mean it's it's, it's not really a heavy not duty heavy. yeah no it's it's it looks like it's gonna be a lot heavier and it's it's so i just told you that it's hard with the heat right now to feel like you're in fall season i taste fall in this <laughs> it, it does it makes you put it, it makes you get in that mood just by smelling it and tasting it you can feel it. It kind of puts you in that uh, that environment, that, that kind of season again. Is that a big tree limb or a big yeah. tree? What is that? So, <laughs> the leaves are falling. The <laughs> leaves are falling again. The, the colors are changing and things are falling again. It's getting cool. That's amazing. I really like um, that. And they've, they've I mean, I, don't, I shouldn't know how long they've had their Oktoberfest, but they they do a great job. It comes out every year. Um, and, and it's usually one of our top, you know, wow. top, mm. top sellers. That is really good. Okay, so this has been, this is not a new one. This has been a, a yearly tradition. Yes. Okay. Yeah, we um, see most of our Oktoberfest, you know, we see sort of the same um, 
same companies each year coming out with you know kind of their sig- signature ones and you know every once in a while you get a brewery with a new one sure but uh but yeah this and you know like dad said the walnut river in, in terms of local ones if you're looking for something those mm-hmm. are the easy peasy go to walnut river is my favorite so yeah. okay yeah and i i love it too because and we've talked about this before i've never been a microbrew guy i've never been, i've always stuck to the traditional the cores and the you know i'm still happy yinglings here that makes me so happy <laughs> but seeing these local guys come out and rock this kind of stuff like the Wichita Brewing Company and the others. They, it, it's amazing to see the quality that's coming out of the local area here. Yeah. Um, and we do have Yingling Oktoberfest in at all three stores. Yes, yes. Just so you know. it's a really too. good one too. Yeah. It's uh, it's just lighter and more crisp. It mm-hmm. doesn't have as much of a full body feel. Okay, um, as this does. And and you know we're we've we every time we're here, Andy says, man, I'm. I'm I, I just I'm always Coors Light guy or whatever, but but I can tell you, he 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 always takes a couple of beers these with him, so I know he's gonna go home and drink them. But we're getting him trained. We're, we're we are we are, are. He, we're getting him moved over to uh you know. To, to you, you'll be happy to know that happen. since we started doing this over the last what year year and a half or so two years, I I have not gotten a case of Coors. I have gotten some of these. I've gotten a Shiners. I've gotten some of those uh, the the berry one that uh, Dewberry. Whatever that was from Shiners was so good. I got a couple of those. But I have started going more to these. I have not bought in a case of Natty Light or Coors or uh, Bush or any of those that were my always yeah. go to. I have not drank those, and I don't know how long. They get your flavor profile growing up. <laughs> Just a little bit. A little bit. I do have to ask, how is Yingling Sales doing now that it's in Kansas? Is it still popular? They've, uh, they have sold more Yingling in Kansas than they expected to sell. Nice. So they hit nice. their yearly quota 30 days ago. And I mean, you throw in, you know, that's the what, debacle. six months into it? Because yeah. they started really in About March? February, yep. March, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you, their timing, uh, you know, with the with the perfect storm of what happened with Budweiser and Bud yeah. Light, um, they came into Oklahoma, Kansas, I think Nebraska. Yeah. You know, those are three states that have big rural communities that pushed away the Bud Light and they're looking for something new to go to. And Yingling, I mean, they just, just dominated. They just came at the right time. I mean, you could, they, but. Has it been consistent? Because I know there's always that peak, like the, the Conor McGregor whiskey, you sell that big peak and then it kind of flattens out. Has it been consistent? It's been consistent, but we can't consistently get the product right now because it, they've uh, sold so much. Sure. Um, they blew through their numbers of what flight <laughs> and light was going to be. So wow. we almost always have amber in stock, which okay. is you know, obviously the, the one the everybody's looking for. But yeah. they make a light that light beer drinkers switch to. Sure. They make a flight that the ultra drinkers switch okay. to. But we get about one shot a month. To get those in, mm. and the products allocated. So if they get a thousand cases, there's 107 stores they sell to, and you know wherever in the city of Wichita. Yeah. So you do the math there. You, you buy that up. Out. There's not a lot to go to each store. Interesting. Um, and, and everything. So um, hell, that doesn't even count uh, grocery stores. So you got to take it down even lower. Take it down even lower. Yeah. Instead of customers. That's amazing. Well, that, <laughs> that is that is good news though that it's been consistent and they've gotten yeah. such a big one because I I've been anticipating this for years as we've talked about. I mean, we were doing the countdown when they were finally going to be here, and it's good to hear that so many people have responded so positively to that. And you're right, the perfect storm between the uh, the hit on Bud Light and a lot of the issues that some of the other ones have had. They came in and it's it's really encouraging to hear. And they're they're. They're not craft beer, but they're, I mean, they're pretty close. So, I mean, the amber, it isn't like anything else you're going to go buy. Yeah. I mean, oh, I know. It. I mean, it, there isn't, I there isn't anything like it. I haven't so. even tried the light or the flight. I've always gotten the original amber and it's just, it's so good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it, it's just, but no, it's, it's been pumping along. It's, That's awesome. Um, and it's premium product. So 
it's an upsell for some people. So mm-hmm. Sure. We'll take that. <laughs> hey, we'll always take that. Absolutely. All right, we have another one here, and um, we always we always have to go for the pumpkin. So I talked to an herbalist uh, about a week or so ago on the show, and we talked about natural ways to try and boost your immune system. And they had talked about eating pumpkin seeds as a natural way to boost your immune system to fight off the flu, allergies, and stuff that's going on right now. Maybe even COVID. Who knows? Um, I think that consists, though, since it's pumpkin seeds, I think that also consists of pumpkin beer. I'm going Boy. to lump that into the ability to keep your immune system high by drinking pumpkin beer. And and this is made with pumpkin pies. Whole pumpkin so, pies. Whole yeah. pumpkin pies. So there's pumpkin beers that have more of a what a pumpkin mm-hmm. is going to taste like. And then there's, you know, Starbucks version of what pumpkin is supposed to taste like. Yes. And I haven't had this since last year, so I'll be curious. I want yeah. to say it's going to be like what Starbucks is supposed to taste like with, you know, their version. Um but Manhattan Brewing Company, um, Manhattan, Kansas, um, uh, Jake used to work for um, some of our local guys. So he went up and uh, opened a brewery up there with a couple of buddies, and they're just cranking out cranking out product um, left and right. Yeah. And, and obviously they're in a, a pretty cool town um, that's, that's growing with their food scene and all that. So they're kind of the leader of what's happening in kind of the old downtown area. Okay. And, and they're just making some some great products. Um, they have an IPA and they have a um, shoot. They have like six different ones. But wow, okay. And they make. I think there was a sixty case round. I think there was about one hundred and twenty cases of this that was available for us. Um, sure. For the state. Um, for the so, whole state. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So the first round came and they sold out. We got another, just a second round in. And so what's it's it's made to like get here, drink, be done. Let's move on to sure. You know, christmas i guess so yeah yeah interesting all right so cheers there we are the pumpkin beer and you can definitely taste pumpkin in that mm, it do, that it is. tastes like a liquid pumpkin pie yeah it's got that kind of crust taste to it yeah, yeah that is cinnamon. interesting put that up to the camera again yep. to let people see that that's a what's it the pumpkin batch the pumpkin batch it and, tastes like a liquid pumpkin pie and yeah you can taste the crust in there you can taste this is you know, i mean you thought the Oktoberfest was taking it to fall yeah now, now we're in the fall i'm right ready here. like i'm gonna go home and i'm gonna start putting up my halloween uh, <laughs> yeah. stuff now at the house i'm ready to go now like let's like, do this hey, thing let's do it <laughs> <laughs> wife's gonna be what are you doing already we're not even to labor day yet so yeah no that is awesome and uh, with it going across the state so it there was a hundred and some odd cases across the state how many did you get we we last year we only sold about a case of it okay um so we just we went with the Casey store um, sure they're uh you know they're a little more pricey they're 14.99 four pack so it's it's more of an enjoyable not crush it kind of thing yeah um and i get i get a little nervous when it comes to saying pumpkin it's it's like <laughs> when you put santa claus on yes. a bottle of something it might be the exact same product as the not santa claus yeah but as soon as santa's on it if it's still there in January, you ain't selling. You're not selling yeah, it. You're giving it <laughs> away. True. So, pumpkin has that, you know, a little just that limited little, window. Have kind of a little bit of window. Yeah. I mean, um, and everything. So I get, I get a little like, hey, yeah. I don't want this sitting around too long. Yeah, right. Um, and shelf life's about about sixty ninety days. So yeah. Interesting. All right. Uh, when it comes to drinks like this, obviously with the warm weather, we like the the refreshing beer like this. The the, the Oktoberfest here that's a little bit lighter, that's refreshing during that heat. As we go into that faller season and things do begin to cool down a little bit, obviously these are nice because they feel very holiday e and fall e like. But do people transition to maybe like sometimes a little bit harder drinks, a little bit heavier things going into the fall as well? Yeah, I think by and large, you know, as we get to, you know, 
here we are in the summer with our fall drinks. So by the time we hit fall, you'll start seeing more of the uh, the yeah. winter drinks. You'll see your big stouts, stuff like that. Sure. Um, you know, big spiced beers to keep you warm on a cold day. Um, so we definitely see those pick up. And then just overall, you know, uh, in terms of spirits, especially the brown spirits, whether it's, you know, whiskey or whatever, uh, we see that pick up in the colder months just because, you know, it's a little more of a, you know, whether it's a special occasion for Christmas of like, okay, I'm going to bring, you know, bring a nice bottle for everybody to sip on at the holiday party or whatever. Sure. Um, and just, you know, when it's 107 degrees out, you're not necessarily thinking about going out and shooting whiskey all day. <laughs> um, so you do that's, see that. That's trend. a winter time when you're trying to stay warm. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we start seeing Carolyn's. Rum Chata, mm. St. Brendan's, those things that people put in their drinks to make make it a little warmer mm. um, or tastier okay. start to pick up this time of year. They kind of sit a little flat during the summer, sure. unless you're a white Russian drinker, then you buy them. But you get in this time of year, it, it changes that little bit where the person that was maybe only buying a white wine is now picking up, you know, that. That thing that's a little bit warmer. Sure, um, interesting. Tell me and everything. That pumpkin's really good. I really enjoy that. That's uh, that's awesome. We got about five minutes left here as we we start wrapping up. But uh, remind everybody again, your store is also the website davisliquoroutlet.com is the website. You guys have your app as well, and that stays up to date with all the specials, all the discounts, everything you guys have going on as well. I I love your app, and I get your guys' newsletter to see all the great specials. So, uh, man, you guys got a lot of stuff going on, especially this is the big time of year. Everybody's starting to come out of the woodworks (laughs) and out of the AC units to come and try and get their uh, beverages for the holidays. Exactly, yeah. Um, Like Andy said, you can hit us up on our website, uh, davislickeroutlet.com, or any of our locations around town at uh, 21st and Amadon, 13th and Waco, and Kellogg and Tyler. And as always, download the app. You can look at our inventory, shop online, get curbside pickup, so on and so forth. Makes it super duper easy on you. Yeah. Uh, what's one of the, just out of curiosity, one of the most unique things that you guys carry? Things that maybe come from um, internationally? Do you guys get a lot of, I, and liquor laws are weird here in Kansas because there's some stuff that I love that they just don't sell in Kansas because of getting a liquor license to be able to sell here. But uh, do we get a lot of imports from around the, uh, from outside of the country into, into your guys' area? Um, you know, we have sometimes here and there, there's uh, those, there's those one offs of, you know, um, where, you know, we're not going to have 10 brands of some, you know, Brazilian liqueur or whatever, but there'll be one or two brands. And so there's people who, you know, if you're, you know, from a different country or you've been there and tried something, we do have kind of those fun things, whether it's a okay. Uzo or just some unique uh, kind of cultural liqueur or something mm. um, or, or Malort. If you're from Chicago and want to put hair on your chest, that's always a fun one. But yeah, we ought to do something fun sometime about like a, a drinks around the world. And, uh, you know, do like a, a tour around the globe with different types of drinks that they have. So we're going to get here at nine. We're going to be yes. here for the whole show. <laughs> we'll be here for the whole show. We'll make that one happen. And we'll, you're going to bring your gonna Uber. Horn, right? That's right. Yeah. We'll make sure we have food for that morning so that way yeah. we can actually, you know, be prepared for that one. Yeah. But that would be neat because it is interesting. I love watching and seeing the different types. For the first time, I had sparkling sake. I, oh, I, I've yeah. always had sake, and I enjoy it. I never had sparkling sake before. That was really good. You know, people are really scared of sake because you think of sake, it's... Well, only you only see people drinking a warm yeah. kind of Japanese yeah. restaurant, and really, there are a lot of different versions of sake. Uh-huh. Um, I, I know sake is one thing, but we have strawberry. We have there. We have different flavors. I didn't even know and that they're made to be mm-hmm. drank like you would just a wine. Yeah, I mean it's 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 made to be drank chilled. It's it's these things that we just forget about because we went to the Japanese restaurant and they brought over some sake and we did a sake bomb. And it was hot. Well, <laughs> you know, yeah. It was hot. Yeah, it was, but I, I enjoyed that warm yeah. sake and we we got a bottle and we I mean just every once in a while we'll warm up a little glass of it and just sip on it like a wine but it's warm and it, it tastes great but then I tried the cold sparkling I was like this is this is weird. I had no clue they had flavored sake. Yeah. 
It's uh, Jinro, I think. Is well, Jinro is so. There's a so soju is yeah. the uh, kind of Korean equivalent of sake. Okay, as you could say, and that's been kind of one of the yes. uh, one of our hotter new things over the past couple of years. And they just come in little 375 milliliter bottles, strawberry, lychee, apple. You know, yeah. fun little flavors, super easy drinking. You know, it's uh, something hard to drink that's not going to, you know, totally knock you on your butt. And you can actually enjoy the whole night. Sure. Uh, talk real quickly. We have just about a minute and a half left here. But talk about the the liquor law on the percentage of alcohol, because I realized there's no Everclear here in the state. We have Everclear. Uh, we do have Everclear. Yes. We do have. So we can sell those higher alcohol content beverages. So liquor has a different version. Beer has a version. All that. Our, our beer laws are there is no real hard cap on beer percentage i don't think i don't okay. think so for sure because uh, there are kind of that's where you get into different you know we get to 17 of, 16 70 so um you go to a oklahoma, beer 17 beer Good yeah you go to oklahoma yeah. and i think <laughs> their cap is 14 percent. okay so that just some of those one-off heavy barrel aged beers come in a little he- they come in hotter than that yeah um but liquor wise no you can, i mean we can do a everclear tasting next time we're here if you want yeah. oh, well i well there's been a while since i've had everclear but i, I we didn't can do think that we could actually have it so that's interesting and it's yeah. it's the what is it the the 100 is it 80 proof 100 proof 190 190 okay 90 proof, 95 okay Whatever, whatever. Which we saw more is, yeah. of a run on it, you know, in early days of the pandemic when people were, oh, you know, wanting so, to make their so own, um, mm. make their own hand sanitizer. Which you know, yeah, okay. very few and far between. Somebody wants to drink Everclear versus either do that or <laughs> you know, clean your counter with it. Yeah, um, but yeah, it one fifty one Everclear, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yep. that's but, good to know because I, I someone had told me that, uh, and I hadn't seen it in a couple of the liquor stores. Obviously, apparently not going to that one, but uh, I had not, I hadn't seen it, so I didn't yeah. think that we could actually have that here. They got all size pints, half pints. Oh yeah. Yeah. If you want it, you can get the it. The last time I had that <laughs> stuff, I did a, I did the Flaming Dr. Pepper. That was yeah. the last time I had had one of those in college. Yep. And I was like, all right. So, very cool. I love it. Davis, uh, DavisLiquorOutlet.com. DavisLiquorOutlet.com. Go and check it out. Plus, download the app. It's totally free. You can download the app, see all the sales. You can order on there as well, which is really cool. You guys have it going on with all your locations across the city of Wichita. It's Brian and Blake. Davis. Appreciate you guys very much. Always a pleasure, my friends. Yeah, thanks Thanks for having us. Yeah, always a pleasure. We'll do it again here soon as we get further into the fall and into more of the holiday. I'm waiting for one of those Christmas uh, Santa Claus cans of beer. Yeah, yes. we'll it, it just them. adds that little sense of cheeriness, right? You know next week, Sam's will have their like, Christmas cans <laughs> Yep. <laughs> That's right. There it is. That does it for us today here on Kansas Talk. Back at it again next weekend. Make sure to check out the syndicated program of The Voice Reasons Weekend Edition later on as well. And we'll be back at it on Monday for The Voice Reason, too. So much more to get to in Kansas politics next weekend as well. Megan Hilbish, she's the first Kansas female to be an international shooting competition winner. And we'll talk with her along with some other great stuff going on in the state. Until then, everybody have a great weekend. Enjoy the little bit cooler weather. We'll see you on the radio. This is Candace Talk right here on Wichita's Big Talker. Thank you, AM.